I'll just put the I'll just put the theme in. I always forget that that's there, and then when I go to listen to it, I'm like, "What is this? Is not this isn't my podcast? What is this wacky carnival music? What is this? What is the Doors?" Um, no, thank you for playing me in, though. That yeah, that, it really helps to put it all together. Like vaudeville, you know. Vaudeville. <laughs> yeah, yank me off screen with a <laughs> hooked cane next. Yep. Um, sorry. Uh, so hello and welcome. Um, we are chatting this week about episode fourteen of season forty-six, and this is, I think, the fifth consecutive episode in a row. Yeah, in this run, five in a row. It's wild. Five in a row. And they did six in a row in the fall or five? They did so six in a row. Okay. I mean, so just... just they're really just cranking them out this this year. Um, but cranking this it. cranking it. This past week was um Nick Jonas, who did the old double duty as um host and musical guest. So um we're excited to talk about what it wait, what did you call him in your notes? Uh, I called him Nick Jobus and Nock Jonas at various Nock points. <laughs> it's just Nork Jobus. Um, it's difficult to uh, it is. to write on Saturday nights. I found it is. I've I've kind of stopped trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I just sort of take it in and then and then go back to it. Um, I thought old Nock Jobus did a pretty pretty good job. I thought he did really well and. He's been in, I guess, a couple sketches before, at least one sketch I'm thinking of with um, one of the Chad sketches with um, when Julia Louis-Dreyfus hosted right. a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, I just think he's another one of those, you know, nice surprises that he's this obviously global superstar and boy band heartthrob and really just came in and did a really good job. And again, they didn't rely too much on I mean at all really on the the boy band um not that he's in you know really in a boy band anymore but they didn't really rely on that kind of um celebrity part of his persona which I always always like so yeah he's a boy in a band you know he's a boy in a yeah he is but you know they didn't do any like crazy um sketches about him being a member of the Jonas Brothers or you know like his his own thing they just kind of let him do his own boy bandy thing for the musical acts you know and that like kind of just stood aside there yeah he's clearly game you know I feel like they don't ask yeah. someone to to do the double duty um if they if oh, they sure. don't think they're at least game to do it I think about um People like, you know, James Franco, I think is someone who just like loves SNL, mm-hmm. just really yeah. game to do it. They know they can kind of throw him in anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Drake, the same way. Yes. He's just seems like he's really game, whatever, whatever they want to do. He's just excited to be there. So Justin I think Timberlake, Justin Timberlake. Well, and yeah. Justin Timberlake is also just an elite sketch performer. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, as well. So I was just kind of thinking for these people that are more just sort of fun public figure types yeah um, yeah that 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 come in and i think you can come in with your your ego um there are there are definitely other you know pop superstars that come in with that that are trying to trying to be cool mm-hmm. get cool laughs the, the whole time yeah um, or look at how ridiculous i am whereas you know there's definitely a line for me 
that I, yeah. I think knock Jobus was on the right side. Uh, this he week. was. And I think he held his own like acting wise too, even, you know, and he didn't like flub lines. He was just, I don't know. I just, you know, I think he did very, very well. Nice job, buddy. Good job, Nork. <laughs> you go. Um, so do you mind? I wanted to just talk a little bit about the Golden Globes before we jump in here. Yeah, let's clear the there, lane. Yeah, because there were so many um, SNL alums who made appearances. Obviously, um, Tina and Amy hosted, which this was their fourth time, I believe, hosting, um, which is not the record. I think Ricky Gervais has the, the hosting record for the Globes. But um, I know you didn't watch it. But Just they flat out didn't do my homework. That's a, that's okay. You know, I didn't. I mean, I didn't realize all these people were going to be on there. But um, Tina and Amy were great. At this point, I think they're kind of just not taking it too seriously. That was very obvious. That you know, they even they flat out said, you know, like award shows are kind of a trash concept, and you know, especially now, why are we, you know, spending time on this? Um, they did have all first responders in the audience at both places, so that was kind of nice. Um, instead of yeah instead of the regular celebrities um you know they did call out the um hollywood foreign press association for having no black members which was uh, you know a big part of the night and part of a a controversy um so they did they did great my rudolph and keenan made a guest appearance they kind of like had their own bit as this couple who won a fake award which was um very zany very i think very my Rudolph and Keenan, like the, just, yeah, yeah, they they did a, a really good job, but I'm willing to bet it was lost or not appreciated by a lot of the audience watching because if you're not a fan of of that kind of thing, like it was just very yep. misplaced in the show in an award show. But love that fair, uh, tra- yeah, fair. Uh, Tracy Morgan came out and introduced um, or gave two awards. Um, and I should know what they are and I don't, but the second one, um, the movie Soul won. And he, yes, and he pronounced, I don't know if you've seen this on the internet at all. He called it Sal (laughs) and everyone was just like, like crickets. And it was unclear like whether he had like done that as a joke, like, but no, I think he just read it as Sal. (laughs) And then like, even when they cut to when they cut away to commercial, they had like a, they had a zoom conference with all like the next nominees. And they were like, what the fuck is Sal? (laughs) Um, So there was that. And then you must've seen stuff about Jason Sudeikis. Have you? Yes, I did see that. Yeah. So he was, I think the high point of the night, pun intended. Hey, he was just super baked and super cash in a, um, uh, tie-dyed hoodie that yep. has since sold out. Um, it's actually his, uh, I think his sister owns like a dance company and it was like that the hoodie was from there and that's since just, you know, uh, been bought up. And uh, yeah, he was just super off his game um, or maybe the most on his game he's ever been. I don't know. Yeah. He was just- or maybe he was just really dialed in. We just weren't on his level. Kind of yeah, he was, he really hit that, um, I'm in the middle of a big divorce energy and my ex-wife mm. is dating Harry Styles. Right. He was very, he hit that energy full on. Just as, as squarely a, as you can hit it. Yep. Just We've all been there. Stone you know? dad. Yep. 
Yep. Um, but congrats to him for his win in that show I don't watch. Ted Lasso, have you watched it? I have not. It's on the list. Yeah, I hear it's good. And obviously he won. So you know, it's all uh, just about managing all the platforms. You know, I like yeah. to go Disney Plus for a month, cancel. Then we'll go Hulu for a month, cancel. <laughs> then we'll then, you know, so Apple Plus is scheduled for like April. Oh, that's Apple. May. Oh, forget it. I don't yeah. That's why I don't you know any of this. No, I don't know any of this yeah. shit on Apple Plus. Apple Plus. Apple Plus. Jeez like what is Louise. Do they have a package with some other, or is that? Is what am I on? Them? Twitch? What is this? What is TikTok? This? What is this? Plex? <laughs> Do you know what Plex is? No. Me neither, but it's on my, it's like... on my computer. It's on my TV, and I don't know how, what it, like how it only works. Like OnlyFans? <laughs> OnlyFans? I don't know. Is it chat room? What is that thing yeah. that they do now? Corner box? Living room? That sounds right. I don't know. We can edit this out. And I don't. I have no idea what I'm talking about at this point. Um, yeah. So just a quick recap of the of the Globes as it related to it. SNL alum. Um, but now I'm ready to jump in to the show from last week. If you want to start with your top three, your third top one. Well said. Uh, right into the uh, right into the, <laughs> my number three is uh, amusement park, which is um, mm-hmm. was the Viking Voyager uh, scene. This is a uh, real ride, as we found out afterwards, yeah. at Worlds of Fun in Kansas City, where Heidi, Gar- Heidi Gardner is from, and clearly a, a childhood staple of hers. So um, yeah. I thought the I thought the sketch was super funny just on its on its own, but mm-hmm. uh, it was fun to see afterwards. You know, the Worlds of Fun heads out there really seeing their seeing their favorite rides represented. It was clear. Yeah. Um, you know, in Heidi's sort of recap of it that, um, you know, she really tried to deflect praise to um, a number of different people, both to the, the players and to the writers and the mm-hmm. um, set designers and all that. But it seems pretty clear that this was really just a passion project of hers that to, to yeah. rep both Vi- Viking Voyager and just an incredible depiction of, you know, horny mid pubescent teenagers contriving yeah. intimate moments where they can touch each other. Oh, absolutely. Just, that was that like, was spot on. Incredible. Yeah. Um, how specific yet um, uh, real that that whole moment was there. And mm-hmm. having, Kyle, <laughs> having Kyle Mooney on the cast is just uh, is, is perfect for having this has yeah. just a, a perfect role as cuck. <laughs> And it was so perfect how like, you know, in the beginning they were like, you know, they, they named, they dropped his name and then like, but as you're going through and by the end, like everyone's just saying cuck, like every other word, yeah. like that was just <laughs> that, that kind of escalation there was yeah. hilarious. They just um, yeah. He was calling cuck. Yeah. Cuck. <laughs> I don't know why um, they call me that. My name's Richard. <laughs> uh, I thought, you know, Kyle Mooney is just really leaning into his, his role here yeah i think um i don't know if you saw in the promo video leading up to the week too they had this thing where nick jonas is slowly removing his shirt in the doorway of his yeah um, i can't remember dressing room. i can't remember what that tiktok thing is called but it's like all over tiktok and it's oh, interesting yeah it's someone like dressed and then like it cuts to that like red light and they're shirtless it's always a dude usually yeah. i think um and yeah so that was that was pretty gold with kyle in there perfect yeah so yeah i loved they also were able to bring joe gardner back out to (laughs) the good nights as well it seemed like he was um just a real highlight for everybody 
So. Yeah. And I saw Heidi's praising of the, um, I don't know if it was set designer or if it if costume had anything to do with it, but making that giant Joe Gardner. Um, yeah. And how they just kept calling him the guy from, did you ride with the guy from Seoul on the last yeah. ride? No. <laughs> I think I already rode with the guy from Seoul. Um, yeah. Just a great um, showing of physical comedy, which is always just gets me every time. Love it. Uh, so what did you have for your number three? So my number three was uh, actually a cut for time sketch that is on um, the NBC website, but it didn't actually appear on the show. And it is a bachelor home makeover sketch in which um, Mikey Day and Kyle Mooney are newly single guys um, who have separated from their partners and have moved in together into this bachelor pad. Heidi Gardner and Nick Jonas are like the, um, the hosts of this remodel show who come in and remodel um, a um, make this make this bachelor pad for them and it becomes every guy's apartment that you've ever seen um, every single guy's apartment you've ever seen which is just like bare walls like a lamp in the corner maybe a fridge maybe yeah. a working stove maybe not um some poster they got from, you know, Some Hot posters. Topic. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, like one crusty towel, maybe some action figures. Yeah. Um, the the casting porn couch yep. is, was there too, the leather couch. Um, and I thought it was just super funny. And I thought it was a great foil to one of the other um, sketches we'll talk about with um with all the girls but yeah I thought it was really funny was sorry to see that it was cut I thought it was a really good use of um of Nick Jonas because I just think he did a, a very good job as you know as the straight one of the straight guys in that yep. um sketch but yeah I was happy I caught that because it did not air I'm not sure if uh this was an explicit direction for Nick Jonas, but I thought he was even playing it a little bit like sort of the Darcy, you know, property brother type yeah. um, people that, that host a lot of these makeover shows or they're trying to be both clean cut and like down home <laughs> yeah. at, at the same time. <laughs> there's just, there's usually one of them uh, on most of these shows. So I, I don't know if that was explicit in there or if I was just reading into that, but- He uh, did a really good job. Even his, yeah. you know, his like tucked in shirt into his jeans with a belt, yeah. puffer vest. He just, the, uh, yeah, he nailed The that. Scarface poster just really got me in this. <laughs> we know you like Scarface, so we got your Scarface poster. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question because we yeah. just, uh, I think I told you we recently watched The Notebook in my house. Yes, yeah. I believe it was a Valentine's Day something. Yep, as yeah. you do. As one does. Mm -hmm. And this it's sort of for me, the the notebook poster is was the you know, the the, the woman version of the Scarface poster in college. I thought okay. um maybe maybe fifty percent of the girls' rooms on my hall um in my dorm had the notebook poster. I had really? a friend I asked a friend of mine and he he would have put it closer at like eighty percent. <laughs> so wasn't sure if you had you had, had similar experiences I, with the notebook poster or the, the Scarface poster? I, not the notebook. Um, the only one I can remember from my freshman dorm is Bob Marley, obviously, oh, yeah. um, you know, was up there on the wall, but I can't, I can't say, I don't know anyone who had a notebook poster, yeah. but this, the Scarface one, 
if not in college, I feel like I have been to some shady male apartments that had a Scarface poster or two yep. on the wall. I also love the one with the Rat Pack. Yep. Because I we always had a, say- We had a Rat Pack one <laughs> in, in my freshman dorm room. We had of a Rat course Pack you poster. Yeah. If I could go back to any time in history, it would be Rat Pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just loved the the thing about the towels too. Like they're like, we got you four new towels. Oh, uh... <laughs> how do you even think of that? <laughs> just very, very spot on. So that was yeah. my that was by number three. Love that. What was um, your number two? My number two was Keenan as Lavar Ball on update. Yeah, this is a classic. Uh, He's done this one a couple times now. How how familiar are you with LeVar Ball outside of Keenan's character? Not at all. I only know him from from his time on Weekend Update, but he has made it into like my my lexicon. I'll drop a yep. never lost. <laughs> really. it's, it's incredible. I mean, Keenan not really known for his impressions, but he does yeah. find ways to just unlock exactly like the essence of these people because is, is it an accurate impression uh, i mean not really an, as an impression but lavar ball is like you know he's got these these very talented sons who are yeah. very good basketball players mm-hmm. but that phrase that i just said would be uh, massively offensive to lavar ball <laughs> saying that he's got very good nba basketball player sons he's basically like they are like, <laughs> not only are they better than the best players in the NBA, yeah. LeVar Ball could beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. That's something he has said in the past. <laughs> he's just like, he's been known to just like, you know, go up to these other players in the, um, you know, in the stadiums when he's watching the games and just like start tra- talking trash to them. He's got oh, a Jesus. pretty, he's just like all, all over the place. So this is, you know, he doesn't necessarily sound like him or or look like gotcha. him, but it's just that incredible. crazy energy. <laughs> just incredible. Uh the the level that he goes to here. Never lost to Godzilla. <laughs> Never to the Zilla. <laughs> Never to the Zilla. Ugh. Um yeah. So that was that was I just have myself uh found myself cracking up a bunch to this one. Uh, I was seeing some stuff on Twitter afterwards that the like the Carolina references were really <laughs> were really um deep cuts for people that are familiar with you know the mecklenburg county fair and all these kind of awesome. things and i'm sure this is something that lavar ball has thought of before where it's just like i'm going to unite they're they're going to unite north and <laughs> south carolina <laughs> to one enough super you, carolina to one super carolina enough humidity to make your balls sticky as taffy <laughs> Are they all in? They're not all in Charlotte. Just one of them. Uh, is? No. Yeah, because okay. he said the one of them is like the Baron of the Bayou. Oh, the Bayou. He's in, yeah. Um, he's in New Orleans. God. So, <laughs> just incredible, uh, Lavar Ball. So that was yeah, uh, that, that really tickled me. I mean, I think it speaks to just like what a zany, um, you know, piece it is that I I love it, and I have no idea who the guy is, or yeah. you know, am not interested in. In basketball at all but i can i know now who this man is because of keenan portraying him on update so i was happy Definitely. i was happy to see lavar back a lot of these deep cuts are you you got to have a good 
a good character there. I saw on um, Bone Yang was on Seth Meyers maybe maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. and Seth was asking him about his you know, his audition for, for SNL. And, you know, they always ask for impressions and Bone mm-hmm. was saying he's not really an impressionist or whatever. And he came up with some impression impression for some writer on the New York times that no one has ever heard of <laughs> to Seth Meyers point. He's like, <laughs> who no one either knows what they look like nor what they sound like. So really, really a tough impression <laughs> to, to ask people to, to hang with. So yeah. I feel like LeVar Ball is, could be in that territory for people that are not into into NBA Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good point. Um, And I I like that you said too, like Keenan's not really known for his impressions, but he does bring that sort of frenetic energy to, to something like this where he makes it work. And, you know, you know, he's well aware of how, how ridiculous it is and playing that up for effect. So totally. Yeah. Uh, What was your number two? My number two was um, the sketch about post-COVID dating. This was the 10 to one um, last week. Um, And it was very reminiscent of previous 10 to one sketches that are this this last call premise where Kate McKinnon and a man, usually the host, um, the only one I can think of right now off the top of my head, I meant to go back and look, uh, was with Louis CK was was one of them. Um, And they're always just, you know, kind of like this, this, sloppy couple or sloppy two individuals at the bar who end up going home together. But this was her meeting up with um, Nick Jonas's character for the first um, like post COVID sort of experience dating and flirting. Um, Kate was just her charming weirdo self, which I thought was, you know, that always works for me. Um, I thought Nick Jonas was great in the sketch as well. any excuse to have a live kitten in a sketch, which there yep. was one of these. And I didn't even realize, I don't, I don't know how he did that magic trick with the kitten. I don't know. I, it, how did he do that? He just pulled a kitten out of his coat. Uh, I thought they had, it was pre-taped. I thought that part of it was pre-taped. Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe that was it. But yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, shout out to Lauren Holt, who just got to sort of hold a kitten and walk around for, yeah. for half the sketch. <laughs> Yeah. Someone had pointed out on uh, is a little bit of a, a, a mean backhanded com- um, compliment to, to Lauren Holt, which is just kind of the nature of, of SML Twitter yeah. I've learned um, and is why we even created this podcast. But they're talking about yeah. how, you know, Lauren Holt got paid this week to uh, send have her one line in the audience for um, Dion Warwick and to <laughs> uh, to waltz around with the cat with the kitten in the back background so yeah well guess who's laughing all the way to the bank it's Lauren Holt right. holding but I thought that was a good way a good way to frame it and it's just yeah. like oh yeah you think she's not good enough because she's whatever whatever well she just got paid to hold a kitten so yeah um, so why don't you all just you. yeah take that um and I really like her her character in the Dion War the audience member in the Dion War yeah. talk show which we'll talk about um yeah but there were just a, a few um just really silly parts in in this dating sketch where um Andrew just uses the is the piano player and um Nate Jonas goes hey piano guy and he goes my name is Guy Piano <laughs> and then at the end too when they're they're telling each other their names um Kate's character is called Suzanne Johnson and um Nick's character is called John Susanson which yeah just, I did not catch that <laughs> not, not anything 
like groundbreaking, but yep. enough to make me me laugh every time I've seen it so far. Yeah, um, so that was my that was mine. The ten to one. I love that. A true ten to one. A very true ten to one. Yeah, very, yeah. very end of the night appropriate. Perfect. I love that. What is your number one? Uh, my number one was the Dion Warwick talk show. Um, mm. This is now. It's clearly becoming. They're setting this up to become sort of a, a recurring sketch now. Yeah. Um, sort of on, on, on the order of say, what up with that or the, you know, the Broadway medley. Whenever John Mulaney mm -hmm. hosts, you know. I'm trying to think of some other talk shows that have been really successful. There was the Print Show with um, Fred Armisen and yep. Maya as Beyonce. That was that was pretty good. I'm trying, I feel like there have been a few, um, the Manuel Ortiz show, that was with Fred, I think, a while ago. Yep. Um, yeah, but I, I really think this could become a classic. Uh, Ego is just so great at this character. Yeah. And obviously Dionne Warwick herself is gonna keep churning out um, stuff on, on Twitter, on social media. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and now it's got its, its own sort of life of its own. And I know Lauren in the past has talked about how much he likes tr likes sketch concepts that get a lot of people involved, and mm -hmm. especially once it becomes something of a formula, it's it's much easier to wrangle it, yeah. right? So you know we'll always be able to get we're always going to walk over to Andrew Dismukes as the chef or as the animal guy or as the yeah. whatever you know just we'll have any number of the impressionists come out like Chloe Feynman or. Melissa Villasenor has been in both of them. Yeah. Had uh, Machine Gun Kelly come out in both of these now with yeah. <laughs> uh, Lauren Holt in the audience. Wendy Williams jokes. It's all it's all kind of built to. We, yeah. we could do, we could see ten of these before it's all done. And, right. Uh, it, and it, in that way, it is very reminiscent of What Up with That, which is a super classic, obviously. Yeah. Well, and there was, as we, I don't know if you ever got a chance to see the, uh, the Cosmopolitan article that had, I did. Um, I did take a look at it. Just a great, great article for everyone uh, to check out with Heidi and Ego um, and Melissa Villasenor were all, mm -hmm. it was basically like, uh, here's, here's why we're all best friends article. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, I mean, I don't read a lot of, uh, of any magazine uh, at this point, yeah. um, more of a, uh, more of a just a twitter man now sure um, but it's just kind of amazing that this was the the whole concept is like oh you guys are all best friends let's just do an article about it in cosmo but um great for for people um like us who just gobble this stuff up yeah and at, at it one was point a very, I, it was a cute article it was it was a downright adorable article mm -hmm. um and there was a a quote from heidi in there about ego in in the first dion warwick talk show not knowing that uh or at least we didn't know that there was going to be another one this yeah. week, but she's talking about, uh, quote, she's leading the sketch number one. She's doing an impression. She's the host of the talk show. And she got up and sang like three times, like the levels. And that's exactly, yeah. exactly right. When you start to really think about everything Ego Wodum has to do in these yeah. sketches, it's, it's really amazing. I thought in this one too, you know, we didn't realize until we saw it that it was a cockatoo. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is that screaming sound going on in the background? And she's still carrying it off. Yeah, unfazed. Yeah. And um, I was also thinking, like, I'm just also generally uneasy around birds. Oh, yeah. So 
I was thinking about it when she like walks over to Andrew's mukes. I'm like, oh, this bird has already been a little rowdy and don't yeah. get too close to it. And she's over there singing and like really selling it. So yeah, well, shout out to, so, go ahead. Well, just maybe because I'm soft, um, but she, she seems yeah, really, I don't know. really birds, brave. Birds are really scary, man. I don't like, yeah. I don't like, uh, I don't like pigeons. I don't yeah. like the aviary where there's just birds. You're just oh, in the no. bird's habitat. Mm-mm. Hard. No, we go Hard, right past no. that at the right zoo. Time. You, you oh, want yeah. me to go into the bird cage? Are you nuts? Into the, no. yeah, the bird's house yeah. where they can have free reign. I hate it. Yeah, no. So I think, yes, that um, Ego did a great job and Andrew's Mukes who had to put the damn thing on his shoulder yeah. and just kind of stood there for a few seconds as the cockatoo just like, walked across his uh his shoulder and almost like I don't even know if it was part of the sketch at the end he just like gives a thumbs up to someone off stage like maybe yeah. an animal handler and right. he's just like okay and walks off the stage and we're out of here yeah very very sweet little little thing with him I was like oh Andrew um, a sweet little boy a sweet little boy um but yeah Ego is just like when you think about the fact that she is singing she's delivering these jokes and that the jokes are as this person she's doing an impression of. I mean, that's just very impressive. Yeah. And well, she, yeah. Dionne Warwick and and her um, niece, Brittany, really love these <laughs> sketches. So obviously Dionne had to talk about it a lot on her, on her Twitter feed. And she also put out a video announcing that she is actually starting a talk show and wants Ego Wodum to be her first guest. So it's, oh my all, gosh. it's all blowing up. It's all coming for full circle. I love that. Yeah. Great. Um, I love the machine gun Kelly there again. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, I changed my mind. Yeah. He's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, they put a photo out too that this is that's the exact outfit yeah. that Machine Gun Kelly was wearing when he was on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so, those like pink overalls or whatever. Just... I don't know if they replicated it or if Pete and Machine Gun Kelly are the same build and he was literally wearing the same clothes, but that, that's that's a very, very good point. Yeah. They just yeah, had it in costume and we're like, yeah, this this is definitely gonna fit you. Yeah. Um, uh, so what yeah. was your uh, your number one? My number one was, oh, um, the digital short murder show. Yes. Um, I, it, I felt very seriously attacked <laughs> by, by this. And I know me and a million other um, yeah. women my age, yes. but um, just the idea that this, these true crime docs and um, murder shows have become so commonplace. It's almost like a relaxing thing for, for, I mean, for me, it absolutely is. Like I will have one on in the background and I'm online shopping or um, yeah, paying my credit card bill or yeah. like catching up, you know, texting some friends. And it's just like, in the, this, these horrific details about things going on in the background. And now I think we're to a point, like, you know, they were saying in this sketch, like we're a little bit desensitized almost. Yeah. And like, we just want, yeah, like, just a dead body in the woods, like, isn't good enough anymore. Like it better be decapitated and have like its lips cut off and like Mm -hmm. its eyeballs are, you know what I mean? Like it needs to be like, we need to keep one upping um, these things, which uh, is, you know, no, no, uh, no offense to the people who are dismembered in the woods, Right. but um, right. But, and then just the fact that there really is this rabbit hole effect. I mean, for me, like after I watch one of these things, like I'm on Wikipedia and then I'm like looking yep. there to see if there's a podcast about it. Um, my favorite part though, and the whole thing 
was right at the end, Nick Jonas appearing as um, Keith Raniere, who um, was the founder of the Nexium cult. I don't know if you've seen. Um, I didn't see that one. The Vow on HBO and Seduced on Stars. So there are two different docs about the same wow. cult, but they have all this footage of him just being this like creepy, ugly weirdo. Like in like one of the big things he did in his cult was like hold these volleyball mites and everyone would just go and play volleyball. And it was just like, so it was, that was hands down. I think the weirdest part of both of these shows was just all yeah. this footage of this creepy man playing volleyball with girls and um, yep. Nick Jonas appeared as him and that really made my- I feel like in most of the cult me. shows, the cult leader at some point uh, <laughs> demands orgies, not uh, not volleyballs, but I'll no, check this that was one out. Strictly one-on-one -on -one sexual grossness, but then the volleyball was everyone in. It was Wednesday nights, I think they right. all, I think it was like at 11 p.m. or something. <laughs> I'm serious, it's so creepy. And just like his long hair and his like sweatband and his little shorts, like it was just very spot on. Incredible. <laughs> and I like the, how they call out brainwash cults and ugly dudes because that's, what, that's yep. what they are. That's what you'll find in all of those. Yeah. And then you have a very, you brought some some real gravity to this with a very oh, good yeah. quote. Well, I, I'm also a fan of these, um, sort of the true crime genre but i definitely um am aware of of the the way that they're framing this here in that it is mm -hmm. there is certainly a, another layer of intensity among the the primary primarily female sort of uh fanship in mm -hmm. you know the my favorite murder podcasts and um yeah and books and book, book clubs and the sleuthing of and finding these cold cases um is a predominantly um, female cohort and my yeah. my good friend E.B. Bartels who is an author in um, the Massachusetts scene um, mm -hmm. author of the forthcoming Good Grief on Loving Pets Here and Hereafter about oh dead pets and how we um, yeah. how we sort of grieve them yeah which is going to be an excellent book yeah um, wow but she wrote this great piece for Catapult um, a year or two ago because she is like also a murderino and a Mm -hmm. and deep into these things in her article called how reading true crime stories helps us face our own fears she was talking mm -hmm. about um, especially as a woman um, you know experiencing and, and engaging with this content quote to read these gruesome books is not out of salacious fascination but at least for me it is a way to mm -hmm. honor these victims remember her don't yeah. let the world forget bring awareness create community people who look out for each other and work to end the cycle of violence Pretending these awful things don't happen won't make them go away. So take a look, press the bruise, peer into the dark, let your eyes adjust. I mean, work. that's a fantastic quote and so true. I mean, you know, when you think that I'm, you know, I think right away about um, my favorite murder and just, <clears throat> it's a chance for, to talk about this stuff and for people to just get outraged about it. Like what, you know, and, and, make it so that these things aren't forgotten, especially when they are to women who, you know, didn't, it didn't get a lot of media attention or it did, but the, the woman was, you know, painted in a certain way in the media. Um, yeah. Don't let these things be forgotten because she's very right. Ignoring them isn't going to make them stop happening, but yeah, you know, yeah. And it's very, a very real anxiety, obviously for yeah for a lot of people and especially women who are often victims of, um, of these horrendous crimes. So 
even, even when your anxiety is, is it's not sort of a, um, a voyeur relationship. It's a way to sort mm -hmm. of in, engage a little bit more directly with the, with the horrific things. Although if you're the, if you're the boyfriend walking in out of context in the middle <laughs> of a documentary, the way uh, a lot of Nick Jonas type characters yeah. um, do, it is objectively um, funny and uh, eyebrow raising. Yeah. I mean, my husband will not watch them with me. Like he's like this. And I just really, really feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I don't, I just don't like hearing about this and I don't like listening to these details and, um, yeah, so he will, he will not watch them with me, but I, yeah, it's just, yeah. I can't be stopped. Also, also a valid point of view. So. Yes, fair, very fair. Well, that brings us just really nicely into our, mm. did you know who the musical guest was <laughs> this week? So Emily, did you know who Nock Jobus was? I had heard of him. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I had actually, uh, I had completely confused him with Harry Styles in my mind. It, that's really um, bad, Greg. I just, it's hard hard to really like even say I why. know who those people are who those who those boys are yeah but those there are two was different boys <laughs> they're different boys different <laughs> continents um yes even uh Harry Styles was in um was in a sketch with Heidi Gardner last year I think that really had me uh cracking up and I couldn't find it because I was oh looking for Nick was Jonas it, in the oh oh I see I see was it the right. um the um birthing class yes. sketch. oh yes. my god i've watched that so <laughs> many times that was first of all that harry styles episode is just gold i thought he yeah, was amazing great. in that episode um he's a really great performer obviously but that sketch especially is that's one of my one of my favorites yeah but you couldn't find it because you were looking for nick jonas looking for nick jonas so yeah, i, I, I will yeah. re-watch it now <laughs> that i know what to search for but yeah uh, I'm getting there. So that has been another episode of Did You Know Who the Musical Guest Was? All right. Let's talk about the featured players a little bit because we did get to see all three of them this week, which was exciting. Um, yes. And actually a, a good amount too. So we saw Andrew Dismukes, as we said, as the cockatoo handler on um, the Dionne Warwick talk show. And then he was um, Guy Piano, the piano player in the 10 to 1 post-COVID yep. dating sketch. Lauren Holt, which we who we haven't seen in a couple of weeks, was you know her audience member um, on the Dion Work talk show. She was also the bartender, as we mentioned, who got to hold the kitten um, in the ten to one. And then our girl Punky was the ride operator, correct, at the amusement park. Right. Yep. And then obviously was was Brittany in the Dion Work talk show. So I yep. think they yeah, they had some great. Um, uh, some great screen time, I think, if not, you know, big roles. They making they their present felt, you know? Yeah, for sure. Get out there. Get out there, guys. Do your thing. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Oh, I did want to just um, bring up to when I was reading that Cosmo article that you had so graciously linked. Um, yep. There's a quote from Melissa via Senor in there. And it's, I hope we inspire people to laugh in their own lives, to take a break from being a serious adult. Mm. And that is like, if there, there is no better quote to sum up why I, A, love SNL, but B, just love kind of irreverent comedy and, and yeah. sitcoms and just like, maybe I take, I probably take too many breaks from being, being a serious adult. I don't think I've, I've, I am a serious adult, but I just loved that 
she put that so succinctly into words and that they know that that's what I'm glad that they know that's what they're doing and that's yeah. what the, their goal is. I just thought that was a really good quote. Love that. Yeah. I also like how we've been seeing week to week now, especially when they line up this many shows in a row. But yeah. uh, I think um, Dan Levy was the one that started this tradition of leaving the little, yes. you know, like post-it note of encouragement on the, on the mirror. I think he left it for Regina King, who then left yeah. it for Reggae Jean, who then left one for, um, for Nick Jonas. So mm-hmm. love seeing a little bit of community building around, yeah. around the host. We'll see if uh, it'd be hard for Nick Jonas, I think, maybe to leave that up for two weeks for, for Maya Rudolph, is that mm. if, if that is they're able to overcome the break in the show, um, yeah, to keep the tradition going. But just wanted to uh call out the little little nuances. Also, can you imagine leaving a note that says good luck to Maya Rudolph? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna like, need okay. it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> thanks, baby. Yeah, you literal child. I'm Maya fucking Rudolph. Yeah, mama's yeah. coming to work, mama's coming home. Yeah, um. Yeah, I, I hope that continues though. I think that that's a great little little tradition. Yeah, it's just fun. Camaraderie, yeah, just fun. Yeah. Um, I think that about does it, right? We did it. We did it. We did it. Love so um, next week, what do we have going on? Wow, we've got a bonus episode coming bonus. up next week. I would like to, um, I was thinking I was going to tease it as like, yeah. oh, we're going to really keep people in suspense but i can't determine if that's a good idea or just terrible marketing um Mm. for our our vast listenership but yeah uh, yes we have a bonus episode coming in with another snl expert so tune in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, around the same time wherever you get your podcasts it's gonna be there stay positive out there friends